your classic metal show right here on the classicmetalshow.com. No, that wasn't metal, but it certainly is a cool, uplifting song for the moment. That was called <laughs> Let's Get Through This. It is Joey Sykes. He is a um he is a master guitarist. He's an even better songwriter. You know, it's it's a weird thing because he's known for a lot of bands, but people I don't think give him near enough credit for his solo stuff and his songwriting. And on the line and on Skype with us right now is the guitarist himself and the vocalist. It is Mr. Joey Sykes. Joey, how are you, man? Hey, what's up, Chris? Dude. Are you ready for some soft metal? <laughs> soft metal interview? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, well, you know what, man? And, and I know you know this about me, man. I love all kinds of music. So I do, I do know that, yeah. Certainly, I'm game for promoting anything that I think is good. And I've been telling you for a very long time how much I enjoy your music whether it's with the babies or, or away from the babies, whether it's solo stuff or honey river or whatnot. So I'm more than happy to share, share what I like with, with our fans that, you know, let's be honest. There's a lot of guys that beat their chest and go, Oh, I'm all metal. I'm all metal. And you know what? They're the same guys that are listening to Oasis and pop stuff and whatnot in their car as well. So it's all oh, good. Yeah. I mean, we have so many mutual metal friends, like, you know, it's so funny. Like I, I'm, I'm really close to a lot of guys that you always interview, like um, Tommy Hendrickson and John Levin, and even like Jeff Pilson, stuff like that. So, and and we all have, we're all basically music minded mm -hmm. first and foremost. But I mean, we have our relationships outside of that it would probably crack people up. It's just right. you know very not metal. Well, and, and you know what the weird, the weird thing is too, as as far as being classified as rock or metal or whatnot, you know, especially as a guitarist, you could pretty much take anything that you would play as a rock song, add, you know, add a, some amplification to it, and you know, a, a a bigger backbeat with a bigger arena style drum kit, and now all of a sudden it would classify as metal. But you know, it it really is not not such an overriding thing that that there's a difference between rock and metal it just no, i know the loudness of it you know i agree i'm just kidding around i mean you know my favorite some of my favorite bands are like you know my version of what i like as far as it's not metal but you know like early aerosmith sure you know a lot of that stuff even bad company early aerosmith uh, bands like well the baby's early stuff was you know ironically some of my my favorite stuff now now I'm in the band which is pretty funny but uh no but I like all that stuff and obviously Van Halen first record I love old UFO so uh you know that's my version of like how heavy that when I was you know a really really young kid because I've been playing guitar since I'm like eight right so you know, it started to kick in when I could play that kind of stuff, like 10, 11 years old, you know. Then I started playing bars when I was like 15. So <laughs> I go way back. <laughs> Very good, man. Yeah. Well, Joey, you're getting a lot of attention right now with this um, song, Let's Get Through This, man. And it's, uh, you know, it's it's the right song in my mind. It's It's timely. And not only is it timely, but it's kind of the right message to be sending people in what is a difficult time for everybody. So, you know, for you as a songwriter and as a creator, talk about your decision to write this song right at this time and put it out because, you know, it is, like I said, it, it, it's very timely. Yeah. Well, I had the title of the song, let's get through this, you know, like two years ago, but I never finished the song. So I just had that, that hook 
and I was like, man, this is this is very catchy, you know. When I was playing it on guitar, never never finished it. So when this all started happening and it started to get really serious early on, I said, I got to finish that song, you know, because I'm always thinking of lyrics and songs. So I just pretty much tailored the uh, the lyric to what's going on, and 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 I I specifically didn't want it to be a a, a depressing song. I wanted it to be a little moment of uplifting message. Um, and, and even down to the production and the sound of it, I wanted it to be not too poppy, but like have a little bit of of a reggae kind of like you know, where people can just kind of feel good for a minute, you know. And that's that's what I set out to do. Yeah, and and you've absolutely done that. And and I'll tell you what, you have social media, I have social media. At this point in time, everybody needs something uplifting and not not beating beating each other up with the whole you know pandemic and politics oh, and yeah everything is so negative right now it's just good to have exactly. topical man and and like of course when i released the song about whatever a month ago a couple of weeks ago and of course like every time i'm listening to the news or uh, you know whatever i hear that phrase so much you know oh we're gonna get through this you know we're gonna get through this and i'm like in my head oh why can't the song just be on every like morning shows and radio? I'm trying, but right. try, trying to do it myself with a, with a very small team, man, as you know, it's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> I just wish I could get a little more traction, but we're trying. Yeah. Well, and, and that's it, man, is, you know what? And it's such a hard time, you know, it, it's such a hard time for musicians right now for, you know, everybody's trying to do their best to, to, I don't want to say capitalize because that's the wrong word, but to more or less to stay active. And, right. you know, you guys, you, you, you guys, you musicians, you're so used to your, your entire infrastructure is built being somewhere else, whether it's on a stage in another city, you know, with other people, with crowds, you know, it's like every element of what you do except for songwriting has been stripped away and yet you're you're using it to your advantage, you know, whether it's putting out a song like this or I know you spend a lot of time on YouTube, just just kind of riffing and whatnot for for people that are fans of yours to just kind of see in different elements of yourself. Has it been difficult for you to kind of change direction so much and then, you know, be creative in a new way? Um, you know, I. I'm I'm a full-time you know producer, songwriter, guitar player, gigger, you know, live shows. So I mean, whatever it, it is at that moment, you know, I have to switch gears. But it's always it's always with music in mind. So I mean, for me, I have my recording studio. It, it, you know, I, I converted my garage into a recording studio. So I'm very lucky in that way. Where I, other than losing the live gigs, which is very important financially, other than that part of it. I'm I'm probably getting more done now than ever because I'm forced to stay home and and just like you know I wake up early I don't really sleep much uh, I get up have some coffee and I'm out you know recording or 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 just uh, trying to trying to be productive so I, I I am trying to do as much as I can right now sure now what what are you working on are you working on baby stuff or Honey River stuff or true solo stuff or what exactly are you working on i am so all over the map right now it's it's kind of funny the thing i did not do yet is those live you know facebook live because 
I, I, everyone is doing them, and that's not 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 to say bad things about them. I mean, everyone's you know got the tip jar out and everything. Probably some people are making pretty good money, but it just was so crowded. I was just like, I I don't even know what I would find the moment when no one else is doing it. So I just kind of put it on the back burner. I still might do one, but um, uh, you know, working on my own stuff. I, I'm actually working um, with Frank Domino from Angel. Oh, cool. you know, on some of his solo stuff, maybe, hopefully, you know, he's going to put out a record and we, you know, we kind of have about maybe three to five ideas going and, um, you know, I love Angel, I love Frank, so hopefully some of that stuff sees the light of day, um, writing stuff with John Basaha, Babies, um, you know, hope, same deal, um, doing my own stuff, um, I even learned how to edit, make my own music videos, which is... I'm in the middle of my first one, you know, so I'm I'm starting on iMovie, but I'm probably going to go over to Final Cut, you know, when I get when I get it down, because I just have so many songs that were never really properly released. And it makes me mad, you know, so I'm like, I know people like to watch videos, so I'm just setting up little cameras and getting some footage. And uh, it's it's fun, man. It's very time consuming, but it's fun. And you know what? The interesting thing is, is I think people. And I'm a tech guy, too. And I, I literally in the last year have taught myself video production. You know, I, I didn't know it. I was scared of it. You know, I yeah. and, and it's funny that that if you know how to do audio production, it's really kind of the same thing. It's just with a picture. You know, it's it's really just kind of layer this layer that layer that cut <laughs> you know what man you, you can learn anything i mean it's learning anything it's it's before you know something you feel like you're never going to be able to do it then once you, you dive in and you got to make yourself some notes whatever mm -hmm. it is that's what you do and eventually you learn it uh, you know it's the same thing with me with um recording with pro tools you know back I, I don't know i've been doing pro tools maybe for 15 years now but before that every time i wrote a batch of songs i'd have to figure out you know get some money together and go call my friends who were producers and and then I would make a demo, you know, five thousand dollars later. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I just said, nah, that ain't gonna I can't do that. As <laughs> much as I write, I couldn't do that. So I just bogged down and, you know, bought Pro Tools, learned it and um, you know, it was had to do it. It's it, you have to do it if you're a songwriter or a musician, you know. So sure. same deal. does does having that knowledge now though make it and I'm basing this only on the knowledge that I have of every one of you musician guys out there. <laughs> Having that knowledge actually makes it tougher to finish a song. No, because you guys are so, I would change this. I would change that. I, and now you have the ability to change that. Do you ever, do you ever finish something or do you just kind of say, okay, that's enough for now, but then hate it forever after you're done. You know what? My version of like the happy medium is I don't mix. So okay. if I was if I was also a mixer, then I'd be going back to the mixes eight million times. So I just uh, tracking guitars and, 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 and bass and singing and stuff like that. It's just instincts, you know, so I, I'm not going to beat myself over the head trying a million different things, you know. So the song is the song. I always I always feel like um, once you write a good song, it's it's kind of hard to mess up. Because you could choose a drum sound and where you ha how amped up you want the drums to be or or, or not. Uh, what kind of guitar? I got you know a bunch of guitars to choose from. So I don't go crazy with that. You know when I when I did a record, um, a real record, back in 1997, I had a band called Coward, 
and we were on uh, Electra, and we had a, um, a producer, Jerry Finn, who has since passed away, but he did uh, Green Day and Blink-182, and and so that was my first big, you know, a, a record, making a record, like with that level, and it was like Bearsville in New York, uh, Conway in LA, uh, all these really great studios, so that was when when you're forced to, to make a record for two months or whatever, right. and really nitpicking every single thing and tuning and blah, 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 uh, that's when it gets a little more hectic. But for me in my home studio, it, you know, I don't, I don't go that crazy. I really don't. Sure. Well, you know? Joey, since, since you mentioned a little bit about your past, tell people about your history as a musician, because, you know, I think there's a lot of people, surface level, they're like, okay, well, He's the he's the new rhythm guy in the babies, and yeah. and that's kind of where it ends for a lot of people. But you have quite a lot of history prior to to you know the current the current doing Honey River and doing the babies. Yeah, I'm I'm probably the the, the you know music industry's worst salesman, you know, because I just <laughs> kind of I don't I, I don't name drop and 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 uh, I stay under the radar, you know. I'm just, I always just love, I'm all about the songs, you know, like, uh, just, just want to be involved, whether it's my songs or being in a band with great songs or great, you know, musicians, you know, but if a, a quick synopsis or whatever, like I would say that when I was really young, like in right out of high school, there was a band called Boys Town and it was like a, like a melodic rock kind of thing. And we were managed by the owners of the China club. There was a famous club in New York called the China club. So they were our managers, and we did a lot of cool things. We had a, a, a singles deal in England, so we went to England for a couple of months. Um, then after that, uh, Coward, that band, we got signed to Electra. That was nine, 1996. Right. Uh, we toured around the country with Third Eye Blind a lot. They were on the same label as us. Um, after that, my friend Tommy Hendrickson, who's in uh, Hollywood Vampires and Alice Cooper, he got a record deal on Capitol right at that time, around 99, and he was in L.A. So he's like, Sykes, come out here, do this with me, you know, because we know each other from New York. And he's like one of my close friends and my favorite people. And so I did. I just, you know, left the, the band folded up, coward, and I just drove across the country with my guitars and my amp and uh, played with Tommy. And then uh, Tommy Hendrickson after that led to Meredith Brooks, who... Right bitch i'm a bitch yeah so play, played guitar for her and that was that was pretty cool like being uh we we, we played madison square garden opened up for eurythmics and staple center and jay leno and all that shit so that was really cool um after that that was in la i went back to new york and just i don't know around 2000 2001 for a couple of years then i came back to la full-time in 2005 and then uh, that, you know, 2013 or whatever, all that time I've, I've been just writing songs and producing and going to Nashville a lot. Um, and then uh, the babies came up and that was 2013 and uh, joined the babies and put Honey River together a couple of years ago. So that's the quick version, you know. Sure. Well, with, with the babies, you know, one of the things that is um – you know, an interesting thing for you is the babies just put out a reworked anthology, which is the, you know, it's, it's the kind of the greatest hits, but done with, with the current the new lineup, lineup, right. As well as a, a collection of new, new songs as well. And one of the things that stands out to me is 
a lot of those songs are your songs. They're they're you know, you you did the the heavy lifting kind of on a lot of the writing. How was it that you as the quote unquote new guy were able to convince <laughs> these veteran guys to take your music and adapt it more or less to the baby's sound? Well, I'm such a baby's fan, first first and foremost. And 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 going back to day one, I was writing for the new babies before I was in the band. Okay. So that's kind of the history of it is like, you know, somebody knew somebody and I came aboard just to kind of lend my songwriting with them. And, you know, the couple songs that I had that were just mine, but for the most part really was um, thinking about the babies when I was writing for the, whatever it was going to be. I knew their, their, uh, the sensibility of what they were going for, even when they were a seventies band, you know, I knew that they loved free and bad company I, I, I knew Wally loved Kossoff and, you know, obviously Tony Brock's drumming was, you know, so legendary. So he's going to do his thing anyway. Um, and so I just, you know, I really I really kept that in mind. Every, every baby song I've written for the new stuff was definitely keeping the band and the history of the band in mind because I'm because I'm such a fan. So I kind of knew about that, you know. Sure. And it totally fits. I mean, when. You know, you guys actually, when you when you first put this out before before the the newest release, um, you know, you guys charted, you know, which which is a testament to you as a writer that you were able to write something that was immediately identifiable to a band that you you had not been in in their in their historic you know early days. You know, that's right. that's very much a testament to you as a songwriter that you were able to capture that and continue that. And, you know, the first thing I wrote when I first came aboard was not ready to say goodbye, you know. And um, so, you know, musically, I was really just channeling like every time I, you know, every time I think of you and isn't a time I was challenging that and then like back on my feet again, parts of it. Like, um, but lyrically, you know, I just had that in mind, like the band broke up so early, way, way too early, you know, sure. in, in 1981. And so this was a con lyrically a continuation of like um, saying to the fans, you know, we, we not we're not ready to say goodbye back, you know. So that was, and there's a lot of lyrics that I wrote, um, a handful of songs that have that kind of sentiment, you know. Even every time I see you there, it, you know, the, the the first single that was on, you know, YouTube, we did a video, that still had those elements. Like it could be about a relationship. Every time I see you there, you know, I get all this time back that I lost. But I really was thinking about it, it could mean two things. You know, you could say the same thing about the fans. You know, I, I lost all that time and, you know, life life steals all these moments from you. But but every time I see you there, I get, I get that moment back. You know, so that's the lyric of I see you there. And um, there's a there's a couple other ones if I have to think about it. But um um, that have that kind of sentiment, like with the time went by and we want to continue and have good moments. Sure. Well, and, yeah. and you know, it has to be for you exciting when you get out there on stage and seeing, seeing how much the, the fans, you know, really love this music. You know, you really oh, are yeah. creating, you know, the babies are one of those bands, you know, like you said, they went away way too soon and, oh, I, and yeah. I john Waite went off and did his solo thing and whatever and i and i get it you know and he had success so you, you can't really fault him but at the same time 
it's very clear and I've been to quite a few of the shows now. It's very clear that there were a lot of people that were loving that band, still love the band, and were carried it on even with what 20, 30 years of inactivity. I mean, I've spoken to so many people at different levels, like even at like in music, even like last year, Tommy was um <clears throat> Tommy Hendrickson was was with the vampires doing a gig and um I, I, I was hanging out with him for the day, so we were driving around with a couple of people, and uh, so Nikki Six uh, was on the phone, and and you know Tommy had him on Facetime or whatever, so he was kind of like talking to everybody, and I and I never met Nikki, you know, so Tommy was saying, hey, here's everyone, you know, showing to Nikki, you know, this is Joey Sykes, he's in the Babies, so Nikki was like, dude, <laughs> he's like, it's one of my favorite bands, nice, <laughs> it was just so funny, so it's like. It's like that kind of that kind of stuff is crazy, and they they're just you know they were a moment in rock history, you know. And if, in my opinion, if they would have stayed together when MTV came out, I think really the game would have changed, you know, because it was so visual, you know. Sure, absolutely, and 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 it, it's really cool now, you know, to to see it continue, and and you do a great great job, and obviously John does a great job, you know. In, in what is the hardest job, you know, you, you, you replace an iconic singer and you always get those people that for oh, yeah. you for it. But John does a fantastic job of it and energizes the crowd. I mean, it, it's an energetic, fun show. And that's that's one of those things that is that is a lot of times the crux of bands that continue on is they continue on. They play the songs, but they don't make it a show anymore. It's just working through the songs. You guys do a fun show that engages the audience and it, you know, it, it really doesn't feel like you guys are there and we're out here. You know, it just is one of those, okay, everybody's singing, everybody's having a good time. Hey man, it's a different element, you know, like we're not playing Coliseums just the way it is, you know, yeah. uh, you know, when I joined this band to play live with them, I really wanted uh, Wally Stocker and Tony Brock to really have a, a second moment because it, it's their band Sure. I, you know, I'm just going to add what I can add to it. Maybe a little energy, a little youth to the, you know, to the live show. But I would never think about stepping on Wally or I, I really want him to have his moment. You know, when whenever I'm live, I just like if I go over to him on his side, you know, I'm always kind of behind him. That's right. by design. You know, I'm not going to like get up in front of him and start like, you know, dueling. And us. I just want him to, you know, have a comfort with 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 me and and have his moment i do what i do like you said people don't even know what i do and that's fine i mean people don't know i wrote a bunch of songs people don't even know my history they look at some guy up there who's that guy and then at the end of the show they probably go ah he was pretty cool <laughs> and, and what am i gonna do i'm gonna like have a you know a tutorial on what i've done it's, it's right. just you know they find out or they don't find out you right. know and you know, uh, same thing with Tony. You know, I want him to have his moment and feel good about even doing it again. And John makes it his own. And, and you know, he's he's in such such a hard position to fill, obviously, you know. So for him to come in and sing those songs and play bass at the same time and, and, and get new fans that Babies fans love John now and, you know, and Baybats and, yeah, it's cool. You yeah. know, wish, wish we could do it more, but... No doubt. Who knows? Well, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully when this pandemic nonsense ends, you guys will get to 
to do it. Talk a little bit about, you know, how, how that really has sidelined you guys. Cause it's, you know, right at the time that you release the record, bang, this happens. It's like, wow, this, the timing could not have been worse for, for the babies. Not only did it sideline us and everybody, I honestly, I, I, I'm tuned it out of my head. I don't, I, I can't even, I don't know how, what it's going to look like, when it's going to happen, mm-hmm. if it's going to happen, where bands are going to be able to play, where, you know, fans are, fans are in the audience to, you know, a foot away from each other, breathing on everybody, you know? So that's exactly what they're saying not to do. And you wouldn't want to do that. So um, I'm hoping they figure some stuff out and um, maybe it looks differently or whatever, but I can't imagine there being no concerts and no, you know, so I, I just don't know, man, but it's, it's really sad to be honest with you. Can't sugarcoat it. No, no. And it, it's sad. It's frustrating. You know, it's, it's, it is what it is, but hopefully, you know, as the song says, let's get through this. We'll get to the other side, man. Yeah. And that's, that's the lyric in the song, you know, it'll be better on the other side. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's really what I'm pushing at the moment. I know we, we kind of went on because I could talk to you for uh, a long time, you know? Um, but I'm really pushing that song. Let's get through this. And the video's up on YouTube. I think it's just, uh, went over 6,000 views. Um, it was just played on Tom Petty radio on Sirius, which was great. And Steve Ferroni, the uh, Petty drummer, uh, was was the DJ, and he said some really nice things about the song, and um, he really dug it. And um, it's getting a little bit of airplay, and uh, I'm just trying to get it on more, maybe some morning shows and whatever other radio, and you know who knows, maybe it could be a little hit at this time, you know. Absolutely. Real quick, I just want to talk about a couple of other songs, and it's more not necessarily the songs, but it's more the style that you present, you know, I know we're talking a lot about you playing guitar, but you, you're a great singer, not, not even a good singer. You're a a really great singer. And you have a style in my mind that almost seems like you would be much more suited, much better suited to be almost playing in England, you know, playing, playing (laughs) for those people that are so starved for like Oasis and that type of a sound. And, And I'll point to songs like that that's American life. Or if I hide as two examples, they really have that kind of Beatlesque type of a sound to them. Have you ever considered going over there or marketing over there? Cause it really seems like that suits you. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. That's my favorite anyway, the Beatles, but um, yeah, it's, you know, it always comes down to resources and money and stuff like that. If you have, if you don't have a label or an investor who's going to like kind of, champion you for a year or so it's just hard to do man it's like you know i guess if i was if i was 20 and maybe i could scrounge up some money and find some places to crash and maybe i could pull something like that off but you know with with things the way they are um i don't know i hey i would love to i'd love to give it a whirl there but uh but my style is very much like that it's like a Modern day Badfinger, Beatles, The Who, you know, that that's like some of my favorite stuff, you know. So um that's really kudos to you to pick up pick up on all that. What <laughs> what do you wanna be when people say your name, what do you want people to think? Guitarist, songwriter, singer, what which piece do, would would make you most happy if 
if if you were getting if you were getting your Grammy, would you want to be introduced as a guitarist, a singer, or a songwriter? Songwriter. Okay. Yeah, songwriter is the one. You know, it's like um, because I just get so much. It's it's so rewarding to write a great song, and it's so hard to write a great song. You know, because you try to um, for me anyway, I try to <clears throat> write a lyric that hasn't been done a million times, something a little clever but not overly clever because some people do that and write so vague and so like out there. And it's like, what are you talking, what is that guy talking about? Or that girl, whatever. So I just try to, I don't know, I just really try to write a great song that a lot of people can feel maybe in their, in their, in their life. And, uh, and then throw the, the great melodies. Like I, that's, that's where the Beatles and all that stuff comes in melodic and stuff like that. Um, Production, I like to keep it, you know, not too heavy. Just, I mean, I have done that and I could do that, but mm-hmm. just like kind of those jangly, more like the Who kind of production and Beatles and stuff, you know, in in that in that uh, in that genre, that would suit me just fine. But a, like a song like "He Never Cried" is just so simple, you know. But it it could be country, but not really. Right. But it, the the lyric basically is just about probably a million of our uh, of, the, uh, the, of our fathers who who could never tell their kids I love you or or never cry because they thought it was like you know not tough you know right especially for me growing up in Long Island Italian you know American from Long Island there everyone was like that I mean it's like you know that tough exterior and you could never even picture somebody saying I love you you know to, right. to your kid and it's not it's not a bad thing it's just what what they know so that's what he never cried is about you sure. know awesome well i'll tell you what joey why don't we why don't we play he never cried and um and wrap up with that how's that sound on the metal show yeah why not unless oh, you got gotta, gotta play one of yours what do you want to play no, no. But, hey i love that one but i, I mean you, you know you might get people mad at you you could direct them to me you know what if they're mad that if they're mad at me so be it they know who i am <laughs> Okay, so this is going to be Chris Aiken's most unmetal song ever. Exactly. Joey Sykes. <laughs> go. <laughs> Let's check it out. Joey, where where should people go online to keep up with you and follow you and, you know, get your products and all that stuff? Uh, there's a website, uh, joeysykes.com, S-Y-K-E-S. And don't put John Sykes in. It's Joey. <laughs> joeysykes.com. Uh, my Instagram is joeysykes903. 903 okay. and then uh you know facebook fan page joe sykes music you could find me yeah well let's check it out right now here's some brand new stuff or not really brand new but here's some joey sykes right here on your classic metal show thanks chris 